This is a Podcat Nation production. This is Sainted Love, a podcast about beliefs, culture, morality, philosophy, and the messy parts of religion and spirituality. I'm Nick Anders. I'm Olivia Poverjack. And I'm Kiyomi Hori. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <sighs> I'll be honest with you, I'm having a time. Like having 20 minutes time. before we started recording, I picked up my coffee cup and was like, oh, a silverfish <laughs> is belly up in my coffee. <laughs> We haven't Ugh. seen any around our house since we moved in and like got settled and did a deep clean. And now, now I'm just, I, I'm not okay. <sighs> that is a rude way to wake up. Right. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Starting fair. out really I mean... strong today. It's all I can think about. Uh, uh, how are you, Kiwi? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, well, um no one can see us so they don't know we're not in person today no um because olivia and i slept in you worked i worked last you worked night yeah last night but this is episode is coming out like a month after the fact but like <laughs> but like <laughs> we're really for, ahead in our recordings for, for context like we're recording the day after um, are the Canadian federal election. So I was just up all night, just constantly refreshing like the polls just to see like what the results were constantly. Mm-hmm. And like, we still don't know the exact numbers. To no avail, we yeah. know, we know what the general outcome is, but like, we don't know right. the details. So I've just been stressed I, out. Kiyomi and I live in a, what do we call it? A, a battleground, battleground riding. riding. Yeah. Which is still yeah. undecided. And boy, has it been a battleground. My favorite, my favorite part of the last night, cause we're still waiting on one poll of last night was when there was a difference of the two votes Ugh. between the liberal and the NDP candidate. It's like, why yeah. is this By the happening? time this comes out, we'll know. And hopefully it'll be the person that you're hoping it is. Hopefully. That'd be cool. It looks like it's close enough that like there's a good chance of recounts. Recount. Mm. Uh, the writing that I'm in is like very strongly in favor of the candidate that won oh my gosh i had uh, and, no and has been for a long time he's yeah. very well liked in our writing and i think he won like 52 percent of the vote or something so yeah. there was like absolutely no question right. whatsoever i was like there's certain writings where i'm not concerned at all about right. the like, ndp candidates nick you live hey, in a very historically consistent writing right i was like also yeah. hey if you're listening to this and you didn't know how our political what our political affiliations were yeah i voted people's party <laughs> got a message you from were... nick yesterday who's like i learned there's a what is it a communist leninist a, represent- there's a communist party and a marxist leninist yep. party i was just like intrigued i was like oh i should but no that don't do that you don't even know their platform right? You're not a communist either. I think so they got because I was, of course, was like checking all of the local writings because I just needed to know. I was like, I think the last time I had checked, the Communist Party had gotten like 200 votes or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not a lot. Me who just sent the angriest joke video message to Nick last night that was like, God help me, if Don Davies loses by like one vote because yeah, you did a, a joke ballot and then just <laughs> shook my head for an entire Instagram video frame. I was like. Nicholas, yeah, was, get it together. Was, was never concerned about your writing. No, you're good. Your writing. No. Yeah, Jenny Kwan's writing. Yeah, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny Kwan. I love Jenny Kwan. I wish I was in her writing. Jenny's a champ. I was, well, and it was of, a good I time. <laughs> I just want to be able to vote for Jenny Kwan. Yeah. Um, she's on dope. that note, now that we've very much uh, narrowed right. our how are you, Nick? Canadians, but <laughs> I think it's mostly Canadians, anyways. Right. Um. Do you wanna let's uh do you wanna have a chat? Let's chitter yeah, chat. Let's let's get into it. Let's chitter chat. Chitter chat. Chitter chat. Boom boom. We're all very clearly in a <laughs> good headspace today. Also, Nick, how are you? We didn't get to you. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I um got some laundry done. Ooh. Um I've uh, been painting my house as you can I don't know if it was this color last time I you were here. I don't but... think so. Every time we've um, gone to and next I record. All the, it'll it'll look quite a bit different when you come in. Um there'll be um all the trim is black now so it's very Ooh. dramatic it's nice excellent 
it's like a purpley gray it's nice it the, this color this is really specific the color because i'm describing it for our listeners mm. is in um beauty and the beast <laughs> when uh during be our guest oh, it's the gray, it's the gray stuff. stuff it's delicious <laughs> yes it's the gray sure. stuff at least that's how it In shows fact, up on that's our what was screen going through my head when i picked it <laughs> good, good. No, when they're like Ooh, that whip i'll be honest stuff. i don't really know what you're talking about i mean i know the scene i just don't um i mean i guess it's this color i guess it, i do know what yeah. it was it was like immediate like ah the gray stuff it's delicious <laughs> Should we talk about saints? <laughs> um, let's, uh, do you want to talk about saints? Let's, let's talk, talk about, about some saints. saints. So we're going to talk about saints this week because uh, I figured it was a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, let's start off by, do you guys know what a saint is? What is a saint? Maybe you first. Any indication? So I am one of the adults who watches Riverdale, even though it's one of the worst shows on TV. Sure. And in the recent episode that is aired currently, when this episode goes out like a month previous, Cheryl Blossom has decided that maybe she is a saint, the holiest of holies. Is he like, <laughs> you're confirmed as like uh, bringing forth three miracles or something, right? And then you're canonized? Is the limited explanation I have. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, at least for uh, Catholics. Okay. I have a very limited understanding of saints in that I know that there's criteria, at least for the Catholics. Beyond mm-hmm. Catholicism, I have no idea. And I'm like, is it, it's just, is it, it's like, it's like human ordained people. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, so. Because they're not. Oh, sorry, it's, I mean, like, I understand that it's supposed it, that it's, it is God being like, hello, this person, you've done the stuff. But like, more or less, it's people going, hey, you. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A holy person. Yeah. Hey, you. Ah. A holy person. I just had to repeat that for effect. I... A holy person, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to is it's a holy person. So, I mean, the term Christian, or I'm sorry, the term saint comes from Christianity, but it's now used by um like historians and, and religious scholars for basically a person who's particularly holy in any kind of in any religion so there's like there's a jewish equivalent and like a hindu equivalent and like right. like a sikh uh guru could be thought of as a saint um in, in a similar terms as a saint or um like there's yeah so the, the, you find people particularly holy people in our, in many religions um scholars have kind of like narrowed it down so there's kind of six elements that they look for that's not specifically Christian, but for any kind of religious saint. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are an exemplary model, an extraordinary teacher, a wonder worker, or a source of benevolent power, an intercessor. They live a life often refusing material attachments and comforts, and they are in position, possession of a special or rel- and revelatory relationship to the, to the holy. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't think Cheryl so that's kind of on the right broadly. track here. Hey man, you don't know. <laughs> no. it's i'm sorry garbage she's definitely not cheryl blossom i don't oh, think cheryl she's blossom. done it she likes material things too much this is the episode where our listeners are like i don't really respect olivia's opinions based on the media she takes in. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i don't either it's fine i mean i watched like basically all of one tree hill so i'm uh, <gasps> no one to judge bless oh, it was uh i mean one tree hill uh walked so that riverdale could run oh yeah i'm just saying i, I feel that um but uh saints yes <laughs> so Boy. if we narrow it down to to um christianity it becomes a little more narrow mm-hmm. um and catholicism we talk in terms of catholicism often because in catholicism saints have a particularly um venerated space mm-hmm. like they're they have a particular um like there's a specific role for a saint yeah role in, is word. in the faith right yeah and and in the the to to an extent within the uh orthodox uh churches as well mm-hmm. um so it, depending on who it, the catholic church we think of saints in the catholic church because there is a very specific process to which they have to go through and in other christianities less so um or they have okay. different criteria and things yeah 
so for like for the Catholic Church, um, there's a couple ways that you can become a saint. Basically, but you have to have performed two miracles, um, okay. and I think at least one, maybe both of them, even. They can be done throughout your life, but at least two of them have to be done after you've died. Okay. Um, and so basically the idea being that if I pray to St. Joseph um, to intercede on my behalf and a miracle occurs, it's attributed to St. Joseph. Oh, okay. Oh. I was like, how do you perform a miracle when you're dead? I understand. Yeah. Because So the, uh, the Catholic understanding is that God is performing the miracle, mm-hmm. but because that saint has interceded on your behalf. Um, Mm. And so, and a miracle has a rather specific definition as well. Like it has to be immediate. It has to be like long lasting. It has to last for over a year at least, hopefully permanently. Like there's a number of criteria. Um, So yeah. So uh, the exception being if the person is a martyr. And so martyr in the kit in, in terms of Christianity means somebody who has died on protecting their own faith basically mm-hmm. um if they are a martyr they only have to perform one miracle okay and there's like a four-step process for people to go through to becoming saints so it's a, a long process um but because they have such a an important role within the catholic church yeah okay 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 interesting it's such specific criteria Mm-hmm. It is very specific because <laughs> most saint oh I guess all in this case then right or I get the majority because I guess that we do know there's some exceptions that a sainthood can only occur after a person has passed away with yes. very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, some of the more recent saints and people are still named saints today, like yeah. um, uh, JP two, John <laughs> Paul the second was a two popes ago. Um, for those who aren't aware, um, he is now a saint. Okay. Oh, I did not know in the that. Catholic Church. Um, I think Mother Teresa is a saint as well. Yes. Like there's some more recent people who are still canonized as saints. Um, another way that you can become a saint is if you are already acknowledged as a saint within like a local tradition. So there's a such thing as folk saints, which are kind of more, more, lo- more localized saints. Sometimes they're more mythical. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're actual people. And if the church recognizes that person as a particularly holy person, they'll sometimes make him them a saint for the entire church. And when you're a saint, you get like a feast day and all that. And then everybody <gasps> in the church can celebrate your feast day. Yeah, that's neat. I love that. When you said folk saints yeah, too, and then and then you're like kind of more mythical. You said folk saints though, and I immediately was imagining like holy little elves. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the forest well, being I mean, like, oh, Maybe not elves, but... But like folk saints, there's like uh, Santa Muerta, I think is one in, in uh, I think in Mexico, but uh, saint basically death? the saint of death. Yeah, it is kind of a Dang. mythical, Ooh. not a person, but like kind of a mythical entity worshipped as a folk saint. That's neat. See, you can see where my mind is just on a regular basis where you said feast day. I was like, feast day? Eating? Tell me more us? about feast day. What do we get to eat? <laughs> I mean, is in there, the what are we eating? Can we do it? As it sounds. <laughs> what they call it a feast day, and it's, it's a day that is celebrated for that particular saint. So, for some saints, it is more exciting than others. Right. Um, like for instance, the feast of Saint Patrick has become a. There's all kinds Ooh. of wonderful traditions around that. Most people feast a really in a different way. Thing that's not really associated necessarily with the church any longer, but yeah. But originated as a feast day for St. Patrick. Okay. We like Or the Feast of St. Nicholas. I was just going to um, say, yeah. Which is one of my favorites. <laughs> and, and there's all kinds of like Santa tr- sort of traditions around that, yeah. especially in parts of Europe. Yep. So my family always celebrated St. Nicholas Day, which is the 6th of December. Oh. And so we put out a, a shoe the night before. Oh, the shoe. And then shoe, you get yes. like little candies and like presents. Oh, because that's where we get shoe. stockings from, yes. right? Yeah. I remember talking about this with you last year and you're like, no, I'm still up. I'm hiding oranges in William's shoes or something. I'm like, yeah, but why? Yeah. <laughs> was very confused. Hiding oranges in like Pokemon cards. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be confusing. But that like, it, in my case, it comes from the German tradition because that's yeah. what my family, where my family originates. Makes sense. Um, but uh, but it's, uh, that's the Feast of St. Nicholas. There's also Boxing Day is the Feast of St. Stephen. Like, there's a number of oh. them that you've probably heard of but didn't realize are feast days. Yeah. Mm. That's neat. And there's literally, like, 10,000 different saints. So, multiple feast days on mul- on each day. 
kind of thing, but some of them are obviously lesser known, lesser importance. Right. That's why we don't just all know about all of the saints in just, you know, secular culture. (laughs) There's specific ones we know. The big ones. St. Patrick, St. Valentine. Oh, yeah. St. Valentine, yeah. So uh, this leads me to my next question for you guys. Um, Aside from the kind of three or four that we've already named, (laughs) what saints do you know of? What who are your favorite saints that you've heard of? Go off. Uh, Yeah, Jamie just raised (laughs) Cecilia. (laughs) I'm sorry, Saint Cecilia. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cecilia's Day. She was the uh, patron of music. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, is Francis sainted? Saint Francis. Uh, there's a couple St. Francis. Uh, Assisi. But St. Francis of Assisi, I'm assuming you're Assisi, yeah. Of. I know all of my saints because of choral music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing to do with yeah, my Yeah, a number upbringing. of composers. St. Gregory, you've probably heard of. Oh. The the um, namesake of Gregorian chant. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I should know um, that. So so that's actually a cool story. Um, was, there was a person we talked about um, in the episode that I led a couple weeks ago, and now I can't remember her name, St. Teresa Vivisi? Oh, Avia. Oh, so she Teresa. was neat. And of course, I like, yeah, was very was... taken with the story, but can't remember the person's name. Um, St. Valentine is actually a really fun one. If you get into the story, do we do a special Valentine's episode on the story of St. Valentine? Because it's gruesome and fascinating. That, that could be fun. That could yeah. Be cool. Yep. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, Valentine's really cool, Day. Cool uh, um, Catholic mystics are oh, saints. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. just like really crazy, interesting people. They're dope. Oh, St. Hildegard's a saint, right? <laughs> St. Hildegard, Saint Hildegard. Being, I was going to say, are the patron saint Music. of this podcast, the unofficial patron it's saint true. of this podcast. It's We're true. about um, Hildegard in this house. It's the Hildegard. St. Hildegard house. was a, a mystic and a scientist yeah. and a writer and a composer. Just a really fascinating person. Right. How far we've come from when we filmed, when we recorded our trailer when I was like, oh, St. Vincent. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think any Clark's been canonized, so we've come a long ways. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, I can't um, think of any more off the top of my head. Quote, uh, sorry. Oh, just saying, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. No. Eh. Right. So, so we mentioned Saint Gregory mm-hmm. or Pope Gregory, um, right. the namesake of Gregorian chant. Yeah. The story, the legend goes. So the legend goes. <laughs> so there's a story that Pope Gregory was um, thinking about, uh, you know, just like of about how preaching and and about music and things like that, and a dove. The Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, visited him and sang a melody to him, and that's where Gregorian chant comes from because he wrote that melody down, mm-hmm. and that that form of music became Gregorian chant. Which I just think that's a great story. I love it's it. A nice, like apocryphal story. I love that. Very cool. Which is fun. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought what I would do is I just share with you some really interesting saints. Um, my favorite, some of my favorite saints are Saint Nicholas, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, saint Anthony is a patron saint of lost things. So an interesting thing for me is, I still sometimes when I can't find things, I sometimes just like subconscious or like just um, intuitively just kind of go, okay, Saint Anthony, help me find this, because oh. it's just like kind of hardwired into me a little bit. Yeah. And there's Saint Christopher, the patron saint of uh, travelers. Yes. So a lot of times you'll find like a little medallion in cars. I Saint Christopher. I have oh. one that my nana gave me when I was like ten that I still have somewhere yeah. in this home. Yeah, it's nice, just nice to have. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I have one that I um I have a couple that I kind of have learned about recently. Ooh. There's one that you might have heard of, um Saint Bridget of Kildare. Oh. She's one of the the kind of big ones in Ireland. Yes. An Irish saint. Um, so some of the, there's some interesting things about her, like her, there's a number of miracles attributed to St. Bridget. Um, one of my favorites is that she's reportedly, uh, turned water into beer, which is the most Irish thing that I can think <laughs> Amazing. of. Amazing. Um, uh, she reportedly, her prayers were able to still like the wind and the rain storms and things like that. Um, another really cool story associated with St. Bridget is um, she was basically she protected this woman who uh, who a nobleman like gave her a brooch to to kind of hold on to and to take care of mm-hmm. for a bit, but secretly he had taken it back and threw it in the river, 
um, so that he could use that as an excuse to uh, basically blame her and therefore enslave her based on the kind of the laws of the time. Ugh, gross. Um, and Saint Bri- and so this woman ran to the convent that St. Bridget was at. Good St. Bridget was a nun, uh, according to tradition. She was uh, So she ran to this convent and St. Bridget um, kind of protected her and said, hey, hang on here. Mm. And a fisherman at that right then came with a fish and St. Bridget opened the fish and the brooch was inside of it. Oh, what? To, in, to prove that this guy had just chucked this thing in the river yeah. to blame her and to enslave her. Um, which I just think is really interesting. Weird. Um, so another thing that's really interesting about St. Bridget yes. is there is uh, a theory, at least, that she's actually based on the Celtic goddess of Bridget. Bridget? Or Brigid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so one of the things that um, happened in the Catholic Church is as Christianity, what kind of happened before the Catholic Church, as Christianity was spreading, it partly absorbed some of the religions around it. So one of the ways that to make it, not necessarily to force conversion, but sometimes to make it easier for people who are, you know, worshiping other gods and things like that, mm-hmm. to make it easier for them, they would say, okay, so you, this goddess that you have this bridget she's not actually a goddess she's actually a saint so you can continue to venerate her uh, but she's not she doesn't do exactly what you think she does but she's still special so you can keep her colonialism but she's a saint. at its finest yeah so, so there, that's, that's a theory at least yeah. that um yeah that she's associated with her and and that probably happened with some of the like roman gods and things like that oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure yeah, it's interesting. And especially, I mean, on early on, it probably wouldn't have been too much of an issue, especially for people who were worshipping multiple gods anyways. Like, sure. The idea of, okay, I can adopt this new way of looking at it. Yeah. Address her differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, same salt to me. That's not a saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> same salt to me. Is that our merch? Same salt to me. Same. <laughs> um... <laughs> May I quickly interject yeah. because this is this conversation and listening to Nick talking about saints has just like uncovered some mind treasures that I've been hiding. Mind treasures. <laughs> Two saints that weirdly I know of because are very specific and then have related to both of my career paths. Saint Onaway is the patron saint of bakers. Their feast um, day is May 16th. Yeah. Which is a neat one. There is a Saint Onaway cake which is our dessert pastry that is a base of puff pastry with a ring of choux pastry with a chibouste cream and then topped with profiterole. Fun fact, do we also just do a episode where it's not really an episode, we just celebrate the St. Honoré Saint Day so we can have and make this, make this item because it sounds fun. Absolutely. Um, the I'm o- on board. Right. Even if we don't record it. Right. <laughs> We're like, look what we that. did and delicious. enjoy. Uh, the other weird one that I have is Saint Amand. Um, who's the Amand? Pain- Amand? Who's the patron saint of uh, barkeeps, almonds. winemakers, and brewers? Oh. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say almonds. Amand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 almonds. Yeah. We were on the same page. Right. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. yeah. Fun thing I that I did that not one. know I had to contribute to this. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Some for you. Patron Saints. I like. Um, I um, learned today about a St. Joseph of Cupertino. Oh. Um, and he got, like, kicked out of a bunch of, like, convents and stuff because people thought he was stupid. Oh, <laughs> no. Same, man. Um, and then he kind of showed them up because he was able, ended up being able to levitate and had, Do like, kind of sort of paranormal powers. <laughs> okay. That's I was like, this wild. Is the best story. I love <laughs> That's um, neat. I also found my uh, personal saint, mm-hmm. um, somebody that really speaks to me. I found this person today. This is Saint Scholastica. Oh. Um, and there's a my why the reason that this pers- this uh, saint speaks to me is because she had so her brother is Saint Benedict. Right. And she was having a conversation with him. She was having supper and having conversation with him. And they were talking about like, just like religious, the stuff religious people talk about, um, like theology and stuff like that. 
and and saint benedict was like okay well he was also a, a monk and he was like and she was a nun and he kind of went okay well i gotta go home now and she was like what i'm not done with this conversation and so she prayed and then a huge storm came ah! and he had to stay there and continue the conversation yes. <laughs> and we i was like that's petty so petty saved. Yes. and so exactly the way i would do things if i had that kind of oh power. i love it oh i think it's amazing i have one now <laughs> I had to look it up because I was like, oh, I know this one. St. Gertrude of Nivelle, patron saint of cats. Okay. <laughs> ah! uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and there's, um, I only know about St. Gertrude and I had to look her up after I discovered this was because it came up on probably like Instagram or I don't know, some social media situation of like a posters that you can get that have like the medieval like artwork and things of like that of St. Gertrude just surrounded by her cats outstanding it's great i love that so much saint, Ger- saint gertrude of Nivelle uh attributes a gnat with a crozier and rats but now also cats she uh is um also again patron for like mental illness and cats oh that's neat yes cats and mental illness <laughs> yeah, I-, I love that those go together against <laughs> mice is also what i've got yep. here yeah. Um, so a pa- patron saint, I'm sure most people are aware of what patron saint is, but a patron saint is kind of like a saint that's like, in the Catholic Church, a saint that's kind of like in charge of that community, mm-hmm. in a sense, and they, they're they the one who you pray to on behalf of that community. So there's like a patron saint of fishermen, a patron saint of cats, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, patron saint of lost things. St. Anthony, if you lost something... And and you're Catholic, you say, pray to St. Anthony and say, oh. St. Anthony, can you intercede on my behalf? I found my wallet. St. Anthony performed a miracle here. But yeah, I love that. I was like, because I, 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 of course, I just have the Gertrude's open. Has the saint same feast day as St. Um, Patrick? Mm-hmm. So like, take your choice. Yeah. March 17th, you want to celebrate you want to celebrate the feast of Pat St. Patrick or do you want to celebrate the feast of St. Gertrude? Mm. Or do both and bring your cat to the bar. Yes. Oh God, yes. Clara would That's what hate I do. it. Ooh, she was supposed to be married <laughs> off at the age of 10, but she was oh. like, "No, at 10 years old." <laughs> Gross. But also nice. Um I also learned about another saint today, mm. uh, St. Drogo. So St. Drogo was a uh, he had a, an ailment that at the time they didn't know what it was and it made him like had like physical scarring and like Ooh. kind of deformities for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and so he is the pa- this is amazing he's the patron saint of ugly people <laughs> ah! <laughs> patron saint of unattractive people which is beautiful he's also weirdly the patron saint of coffee houses what now Unrelated. i love that that's coffee why. houses and ugly people catholicism you wild you wildin. <laughs> so strange. This makes no I love sense it so to much. me. Um, saint uh, Saint Bernardino of Siena is a patron saint of advertising and public relations. <laughs> Another one of my saints. Sure. Like there's there's if you've got a, a like a topic or like a community, there's a patron saint. That for makes it. sense. Yeah, it's true. Because sainting, sainting. That's how they say that, right? Sainting, sainting. continues <laughs> to happen for everything, and so. Why wouldn't there be patron saints well, yeah. for modern stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a patron saint of murderers. Oh sure, like f- is that if saint you Julian the hospitality. If you're like, is it um, like if you were like, I want to murder someone real bad, better pray to this murder saint so that this murder goes really well, right? I I assume it's more that deeply upsetting patron saint that you pray to for people who are murderers so that they kind of see the light, so to speak, rather than to uh-huh. help them out. Sure. I don't know that, maybe. But um, <laughs> apparently assuming... he killed his parents before he kind of changed his ways. My sure, God. Man. Yeah. Quite something. Um, there's also St. Rita, who is a patron saint of the impossible. Of the impossible? Just of... I like it. The impossible. I like it uh, a lot. This is also a good one. St. Vedast is the patron saint of children who are late in learning how to walk. <laughs> I love it because it's so sure. specific. <laughs> what? What? It's all kinds of really great ones. That's so um, weird. 
And so I like I can mostly talk to Catholicism because that's been my yeah. experience. But but you have saints in um, the Orthodox Church, Anglicans recognize a lot of. I mean, a lot of these saints cross over. So there'll be saints yeah. in the Catholic Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church, and the Anglican Church. And I'm wondering, I guess, I guess to a degree, this would like, not it's not the exact equivalent, but in polytheistic traditions, um, take just literally any of them, and there's usually your head deity, mm-hmm. or like the head honcho. Like look at Greek uh, polytheism, sure. right? Uh, Zeus, kind of like big granddaddy god, big right. granddaddy god, <laughs> big granddaddy god, granddaddy god, lightning bolt, and then there's like the lesser deities, and then the other. Right. So in in some ways, that's sort of how I that's I see because I understand the polytheistic uh, traditions weirdly more than the Catholicism side of it. Um, it's like I see that because like in in more like pagan wiccan style uh faith practices like a lot of the times you have a patron deity um and that's in in other ways it's whatever deity you sort of connect to the most yeah yeah exactly and and like uh in ancient times there was often a deity associated with like a city state or whatever right um in a similar way that you might have a patron saint of a city right um and in fact one of the there's a um, historians of uh early christianity um one of the things that they think helped develop what is sometimes termed the cult of the saint or is now probably more accurately referred to as the veneration of saints uh-huh. um one of the things that they think influenced it not like as a direct one-to-one but had some influence on what became the veneration of saints yeah. is the um, hero cults of early Greece oh. in which kind of like the heroes after they had died were venerated and honored in specific ways and kind of publicly um, there's um, elements of those kind of cults of worship that may have crossed over into early Christianity. Mm-hmm. And there's an idea that these holy people, even after they had died, that they have a special status mm-hmm. um with god and yeah and so and so there so this is something that i haven't brought up yet but there's an idea of relics you may have heard the term relics are you familiar with what that is i'm aware of the term i don't know that i could define what it's supposed to be other than an item i don't want to guess but i have an idea but why don't you why don't you tell us <laughs> okay so there's actually two kinds of relics there's kind of like primary relics and secondary relics is the way to look at it so a primary relic is the basically the remains of a saint. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. and okay. uh, particularly in early Christianity, this was seen as something that held a certain amount of power because these were elevated people, right? Holy people they that there's a certain hold. amount of God's power literally in their bodies. Um, and so uh, there is kind of a this is kind of where the idea of worshiping the saints, even though religions that have saint veneration don't look at it as worship Mm -hmm. from an outside view it does kind of look that way because this is why you have shrines dedicated to a certain saint often churches that were named after a certain saint had like a fragment of relic right like in the altar or near somewhere in the church like a fragment of bone somewhere um yeah so uh so that's a primary relic and there's like ideas that like being of like there's Stories of people being healed because they came into contact with this certain saint's remains or right. whatever. And so the, there's a, there became this kind of like um, this kind of movement of using relics as, as part of your worship right. of God, but a part of a way of channeling that. And then there's secondary relics, which is like a similar thing, but it's relics that have come into contact with a particularly holy person. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see this whenever you see, you see somebody claim that this is wood of the cross, literal wood of the cross of Jesus. Yes. Or one of the nails that was used or, like the, you know, the Shroud of Turin. Or I was going to say the Shroud of, of Turin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like the, the one Bible story, Jesus in the crowd. And there's the woman who's been bleeding for years and years and years and is like, I just need to touch. And they're like, get away, woman, you're filthy. And she's able to just like touch the hem of his cloak and she's healed. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Spooky. 
Ooky spooky. spooky. Ooky spooky. Yeah, that's exactly. It, it, and that, so in that case, like the the cloak in itself is kind of yeah a relic. And like right? that one was Jesus, so it's supposed to be you know more holy. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 really interesting. And so of course there's like a ton of claimants of especially ones as relics associated with Jesus, but yeah, yeah, of various saints and stuff like that. So it's a it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's kind of strange kind of like I'll, a horcrux kind of like a horcrux right kind of like a horcrux like not they but like say not it, not it's part of your soul but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know it bears parallels you know yeah yeah it bears parallels sure and you don't have to have murdered someone in fact if you have you're less likely yep. to exactly it. yeah i, I guess so and yeah yeah so um, I know that wasn't like a full comprehensive history of the saints, but there's, there's just a bit yeah. basic rundown it's there. Co- but it's it was complicated, neat. and it's like it's, it's, it's complicated. It's huge, like, and we we can maybe have another episode where we talk about specific saints or whatever. Right? Yeah, if you really wanted to like delve into the sainthood situation, like it, we could do episodes, uh, right? Episodes, sure, yeah. Go into like the I saint mean, figures do. in different religions, um, and and like I said, like there's what what kind of historians and scholars consider saints has been broadened so instead right. of just saying these christians are saints this these people kind of brought into holy people in yeah. various religions who kind of hit those marks that i listed out before mm-hmm. um so you know there have and and usually those religions have different terms for them but they could be kind of right. equated with right. the idea of a christian saint yeah like a like a guru or a tzadi uh, in jewish mm-hmm. um, okay tradition or um in islam they have uh people called i'm probably going to pronounce this wrong but i'm going to try wali um which is again a kind of a saint a holy person and you have these in multiple multiple religions by different names yeah yeah Yeah. i love that well thanks thank you for that i got super distracted because i remembered that like my sister for a bartending competition that i did created an image for me for a menu card of the spirit of amand and I will find it somewhere and put it in our social media because it's cute. Do we just get like really like into that. specific saints in our Instagram? It's really weird. <laughs> I love it. But no, that was super neat. Thank you for uh, giving us some fun facts. Yeah. 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 It was um, kind of like a speed round of a. I love it. I liked it. Rundown. But, you know. Yeah. Did you have fun with this? More, Let's do it again. Saints is, this, the idea of saints is a really interesting one to me. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of elevating certain people to kind of a higher status of holiness. It's that's um, fascinating. Is, it's just, it's an interesting thing because it's a concept that like, it doesn't really fit with certain strains of Christianity. Their idea of saints is very different and kind mm-hmm. of more, I guess, egalitarian for lack of a better term. But it's okay. the same kind of, a lot of Christian movements, especially in the United States, are kind of more democratic based Right. Um, and like like the Seventh-day Adventists, you don't really have a hierarchical sc- structure, yeah. right? Um, and so, I mean, do you even use the term saints at all? No. Is saints, the sainthood is viewed really, really negatively. Yeah. In, they don't oh, like really? idolatry. It's, it is like the, uh, in the way I, I was taught, it was that saint, the concept of saints, especially the way the Catholic Church does them, again, Adventists hate sure. the Catholics, is like the epitome of idolatry yeah. but within the christian church yeah. so how dare they <laughs> so I, I so i can yeah. understand that perspective um it's interesting because i think for a lot of churches um they have a similar view but they view the idea of sainthood as basically inherently different they basically just say catholic got it wrong but the idea is good yeah yeah but it sounds like you don't even like the idea or they don't even like the idea they don't like the idea the idea of it they're there's they recognize that there is people who have been teachers and sure. that these people that the that have become you know venerated as saints within the catholic church you know have been teachers and people of faith good people. and good people but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are venerated i mean also the adventist church believes that they're all just dead 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 that there is mm-hmm. no one in heaven except oh, yeah. for a few exceptions it's God, right. the angels, and then like a, f- a handful of exceptions throughout history that what are like a fine line go. to draw. A fine line to draw, like Moses apparently is up there. Right. I like the term dead, 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 dead. dead, dead, dead the dead, most dead. dead. <laughs> the most dead. 
Um, and, and but the very the most Adventism, Reverend Dead. Adventism has holds to. I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. Uh, we were laughing because he said the most dead. I said the very most Reverend Dead. The very most Reverend Dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the in Adventism though you have like there's an idea I know I keep referring to you as uh, if you're still part of it uh, but, um, but there's a, an idea of a living prophet still isn't there like or in, in a sense like people are prophets still to this age to a certain extent people can be pro- no. people can be can prophets be, right. um, I mean not in the like, same way as like the Mormons for no example. no no not not quite the same way and like I don't think that they have acknowledged anyone really outside of Ellen uh, G. White. Ellen G. White, right? But she was more re- modern prophet because I mean, the Catholic Church probably, for the most part, doesn't really acknowledge prophets outside of the prophetic age. Yeah. Um, and but, it's only because, uh, like, a lot of the I mean, stuff there's she like said, people who have kind of prophetic. Vision. Yeah, and that was her thing was like prophetic visions and like things that she said that can be directly attributed to things that you know these things that will come because of this. But then you can also compare it directly to the Bible, and then she was having her visions. But then there's also like the modern um, criticisms of Ellen G. White in that like she was both epileptic and schizophrenic. Are uh, some theories. They had, but it was sure. the 1840s. So, like Joan of Arc, for you? Joan of well, Arc, Joan of yeah, Arc, it's... right? Um, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. So, so who, so who knows? But she's the only one that I'm aware of, and I and I could be wrong. I could be corrected later that the Adventists only prophet that they sort of recognize as an as a prophet within the Adventist tradition would be Ellen White, right? Egg White. As we lovingly Whereas other it. churches certainly have a living prophet in a literal sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you you mentioned that there's like the uh, accusation of idolatry, and I mm. I can see where that comes from to a certain extent because the Catholics do hold a very high status and role for people, particular saints, um, like Saint Peter. So mm. uh, all of the apostles, with the exception of well, Judas. Jesus isn't an apostle, but yeah. all of the apostles, most of like the the people in the New Testament who um, became Christian are saints. Shocking. <laughs> became what we would call Christian. Yeah. But so all this, all the apostles are saints. So Saint Peter is seen as the head of the church. Yes, the rock. And for Catholics, he is not only a saint but the very first pope. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And so you hear the idea of apostolic succession. That's where it comes from. Is every pope after him, in theory. Um, has been ordained by somebody who who if you go far enough down the line somebody who was directly involved with the life of jesus mm. um but uh, anyways so the idea of the veneration of the saints can be seen as idolatry idolatry in if you look at it in a certain way especially like there's an idea of a cult of mary and there certainly kind of is in certain branches of catholicism but mary in particular has a very high status yeah um would be considered a saint but maybe even above saint like there's traditions that call her the uh, the queen of heaven. Yes. Mm. You know, not in Damn. a literal sense, but kind of a met of a symbolic yeah. queen. Um Mary um holds a fair Mar- there's like lots of Marian traditions. People pray to Mary a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Mary is very important to the Catholics and to uh, I think to the Orthodox as well, it seems. Yeah, that's why Mary is such a common name that cops up in like different variants in different countries that are like Catholicism heavy or like deep in Christianity. Maria. Maria. Mm-hmm. Maria. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I say um, is that like the fact that you pray to saints only right. the Trinity is for prayer. Right. For sure. Only the Trinity but the is Catholic for see it, yeah. The Catholic Church sees it as if I was, Intercession. if we were a group of Christians and I was asking you to pray. Yeah. Intercession. Behalf. Right. They see it like yeah. that. Intercession. Exactly. Interesting. Um, rather than, I mean, oh, only that person happens to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it doesn't mean you don't pray to you don't pray to like the big guy too, right? Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, and well, and Catholics do, but it's just like yeah. I, yeah. There's a really great comedian um, whose name is completely escaping me now, but she was talking about being raised Catholic and how like she met people later who were Protestants and they were like, "I have a personal relationship with Jesus," and she was like. I didn't. We had like a whole laundry list of people that we had to to get to before we got to him. He's busy. Just leave him alone. <laughs> I just thought I think that's funny because it's I like it. kind of my experience in a sense. Yeah. 
It's funny. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to play a little game that's <gasps> yeah, completely unrelated? Yeah. I was Nick hoping there would us be with a the prospect game. of a saint game. <gasps> saint game. <laughs> well, it's not actually that. It's not a, It's not related to saints, to be honest. Oh, okay. It a is game, a fun though. game. Yay. Well, I think it's fun. We like to play because we're children. Yeah. I like games. Yeah. So this is this is a more of a name that religion. Ooh. Ooh. Name so, that religion. So we'll. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 see. Um, so I'm going to name like a, a concept or a doctrine or occasionally like a, a quote. And, okay. and I want you to tell me what, what religion that comes from. Okay. Um, so um, this religion has a concept called the five pillars. Oh. oh. Do you know what that is? I've heard of this and I can't place. Is it? Can I guess? Please. Islam? Is it Islam? Islam? It's Islam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the five pillars, and so uh, this is with a caveat that this is a particular strain of Islam. And, okay. Um, I forgot to write down which one, to be honest, but it's kind of like <laughs> a lot of the the kind of like bigger main one um, holds the five pillars, but other other right. kind of denominations have like different numbers, basically. Okay. Um. So the five pillars are profession of faith. Uh. The belief that there's, which includes the belief that there's no God but God and Muhammad is the messenger of God. Uh, prayer, the giving of alms, fasting, and pilgrimage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So um, this next religion has a different concept called the Eightfold Path. Any idea which one that might be? Is that Buddhism? I can give you a rundown if that might help. So it's not Buddhism. I'm sorry. Is it Buddhism? It is Buddhism, yeah. Sorry, I just couldn't hear you. Oh, good. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah, so the Eightfold Path is right resolve or intention, right speech, right conduct or action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right samadhi, which is like meditation, basically, and right view. All right. Cool. One-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to smoke two, two you two. at this game. <gasps> this is a... I feel like this is like a more well-known stuff than the founders one that I gave. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this religion is revealed through the manifestations of God, <laughs> messengers including Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad. Sorry, can I hear it again? Yeah. So this religion is revealed through the manifestations of God, who are messengers including Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad. Is that? It's not Baha'i, is it? It's Baha'i, yeah. <gasps> I was thinking Baha'i, and I was like, it can't always be Baha'i. <laughs> it's Baha'i, yeah. The reason I needed um, Nick to repeat it is because I was too busy silently trash-talking Kiyomi about how I'm going to school them at this game, which, boom! <laughs> I don't know. I might have gotten there faster if you weren't trash-talking me to begin with. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm witnessing uh, a just domestic stood <laughs> Focused on the task at hand here, bro. We don't get married because Nick wanted to play a game today. <laughs> um, okay, so this religion has a concept called eternal or celestial marriage and believe in the literal restoration of Israel and the return of the 10 lost tribes of Israel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Latter-day Saints, Mormonism. It's, it's Mormonism. Oh, yeah. wild. Latter-day Saints. I knew that one so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so into um, I'm so into ex Mormonism. I'd love to have um a uh a, an episode devoted to that. We'll have to have somebody on sometime because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such a fascinating religion. Yeah. Working on it. <laughs> I know nothing I about it. So I was so excited about that. Oh my god. I know nothing my about it. Heart Mormonism, is, oh, so it's gonna be so interesting. <laughs> my heart is racing. I'm so ex- I was that made me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, okay, please. So this religion has devel- developed from traditional religions and Roman Catholicism. They center beliefs on spirits or energies called Lua, who are sometimes versions of Catholic saints, to tie it in a little bit, and Bon Dieu, who is, can be seen as similar to God the Father in the Trinity. Many practitioner- practitioners of this religion also consider themselves Roman Catholic. We got some francophone offset of Christianity. Is that what's happening? Sort of, yeah. Bon Dieu. So we actually, 
ch- chatted about this last week. Not last week's episode. I remember we were together last week. This, and I A can't remember bit. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Nick. <laughs> Do you remember what it's called? No, I don't. You got a guess? No. No, I don't have a guess. I'm like, I'm like, Quebecois. So it's a religion. It's a religion called Haitian Voodoo. Right. Oh, oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that makes mm. sense. So it's obviously very specific to Haiti, um, but yeah, just fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I learned. I watched a video French. about about yeah. it, and I learned that Catholicism um, came to the people who became the people of Haiti, mm-hmm. um, both through the French, but also there was Catholicism in Africa long before uh, right. colonialism, which is really interesting. Oh, because like okay. roads. Because yeah. roads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christianity has a long, long, long history in Africa, um, well before imperialism. Yeah, interesting. Um, so this religion has, I'm going to be very impressed if you get this, by the way. <laughs> This religion has John the Baptist as its central prophet, holds a dualistic belief in God, including a true unknowable supreme God and a lesser evil creator God. And it acknowledges but does not have positive beliefs about Moses, Abraham, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. Any guesses? May 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 we have an a, a hint? Ooh, a hint. Is that allowed? Yeah, so it comes from a kind of a school of thought called Gnosticism. Nick's favorite and it thing. Is basically one of very few, if not the only Gnostic religion that has lasted since antiquity. Like I said, I'd be really impressed if you figured this one out. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I can't think of the names of any religions. <laughs> I've gotten nothing. You've possibly heard of it, but it's also like, it's quite small. And so you may not have heard of it. It's a, it's a religion called Mandaism. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that. No, no. me either. Yeah. So it, it, it's also basically has its origins pre-Christianity in kind of the same um, time period that Christianity comes from. They believe John the Baptist is a good guy. He's kind of their main yeah, yeah, yeah. prophet. But, um, but a lot, of, and they believe in some of the Old Testament, or sorry, some of the Hebrew Bible prophets. Um, but some of them they don't really like that much, like Moses. Uh, and they don't like Jesus and they think the Holy Spirit is basically like kind of a manifestation of the evil creator God. Wow. Wild. Simon wouldn't like that. Wild. Wow. Moses was was kind of a dick, right? Like, yeah, depending on how you read it, you could definitely (laughs) read him as, yeah. So uh, this religion, this religion is sometimes called the religious society of friends. And it's famous for its worship where participants are silent until somebody feels moved by the Holy Spirit to speak. Oh, God. I feel like I know this. This sounds familiar, but I don't have anything. I know this. Yeah. You've you've certainly heard. I feel like I grew up around this. Could be. This I generally have a very positive view of this particular This is painfully familiar. Yep. What if I said oatmeal? say oatmeal i hate that that also hits a bell but i have no idea what it is you you named a really bland breakfast food and i'm like adventism right (laughs) we loved that shit (laughs) it's it's the quakers Uh, (laughs) as in quaker oats that's funny we were talking about quakers Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, no, it wasn't recently. Queers, that's good. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, they they seem like that's like a pretty good group mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, uh, from what despite I sounding tell, very like, like traditional, just in its name. Yeah, you traditional know? in some ways, but also it seems like quite progressive in their theology, mm. which is cool. Uh, from what I can tell, I don't really know super well. But. So many relig- mem- sorry, many members of this religion follow a code of dress known as the five K's in English. It's called the five K's, which include uncut hair, a wooden comb, and a symbolic sword. Oh, Sikhism. Sikh. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sikhism. <laughs> yes. You can fight about who got there first. Maybe you got there at the same time. I watched on the camera. My hand went up first. Kimmy got it. 
<laughs> Me fighting. Okay, so I got two two quotes here um, for this religion. So the first one is, do not limit a child to your own learning, for they are born in another time. Ooh. Do not limit a child to your own learning, for they are born in another time. And the second quote, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Did we already done Buddhism? Um, I yeah, love this. It's, is, is it related? Kind. No. Not, at least not directly. Okay. Can I just start naming religions? Sure. Shintoism. Listen to the second quote for one more time, right. though. I think, Kiyomi, you might recognize it. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Nothing? Am I in the right ballpark, at least? Um, or not at all? No. Wrong part of the world. Interesting. I got nothing, but I'm intrigued to know what this is. Any guesses? Is it Wicca? No. Oh. So these quotes come to us from Judaism. Oh. So the first quote is from the Talmud. Yeah. And the second is from the Torah. Yeah. Interesting. So the two everything there is a season. I thought you might have heard of it. It's from Ecclesiastes. Yeah. You probably heard there's a time for death and a time for life, a time for laughing and a time for crying. You've probably come across that at some point. But why does that sound like a everything time? Why does that sound like remind me of a Simon and Garfunkel song? There is a season getting serenaded from both sides. (laughs) Incredible. Um, that's really neat. Um, I could feel it happening. I was like, I know what you're hearing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you. So just I've got I've got two more here. This very diverse religion. This very diverse religion has a focus on the cyclical nature of life, including cycles of death and rebirth and broader cosmic cycles of different eras. Is it paganism? This very diverse religion has a focus on the cyclical nature of life, including cycles of death and rebirth and broader cosmic cycles of different eras. Buddhism, Buddhism. again. <laughs> no, but it's related. Shintoism. Hmm. In the other direction. Hinduism? No. Hinduism? Hinduism. That's what I said. I was pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hinduism. Okay. In the other direction. In fact, it's probably where Buddhism got the initial idea of um, rebirth. Okay. Okay. Probably got it from Hinduism. Interesting. Yeah. Because Hinduism is very, very old. Yeah. Okay. One more. Okay. Got one more here for you. This religion believes in continued prophecy, conditional immortality, pacifism, abstaining from drugs, alcohol, and unclean or unhealthy foods, and a literal end time. Adventism? Seventh-day Adventism. Nice. Thank you for that. I was that. like, if you don't get this one, I'm going to be so disappointed I was like, in you. all of this is really, really home. I was like, I'm going to hang yeah. back because I need you to get this. <laughs> this is a very familiar Something's very familiar about this. Just right from the beginning, yeah, I was I just, like, ew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the game. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, was really fun. Thank you for that. We'll find out who yeah, won I just think it's interesting. in the edit. She's going to edit it so who she won wins. in the edit. It's true. <laughs> She's going to listen to all my answers just and then post record herself later. going, Adventism. I just cut Kiyomi's entire track. <laughs> like an asshole. Kiyomi just didn't answer for some reason. Right. It was Kiyomi doesn't know shit. Yeah. That was so, really neat. Um, Thank you for doing yeah, that. That was fun. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Do you want to wrap up? Let's wrap up. Yeah. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap it on up. So, uh, do either of you have any recommendations for the week? Okay, I do. And it came to mind early in our conversation. And it really has nothing to do with the topic at hand. (laughs) But I just thought of it in such a way. So I don't remember what year this came out, but Amelie. Amelie. We all remember? Mm -hmm. Fun French language film from, I think, the early 2000s. In the timeline makes sense. Um, Young, quirky young woman. Lives in an, you know, old apartment in Montmartre. She finds a... This would have been, like, yeah, early 2000s because it... A lot of things revolve around uh, Princess Diana's death, mm-hmm. which topical mm. right now. Kristen Stewart is going to be 
Princess Diana in Spencer and it looks real good. Um, but yeah, she sees the news on the TV. She's so shocked. She drops whatever she's holding. It hits a tile in her bathroom, which like loosens the tile. She finds a little like box of childhood treasures that somebody's left behind. And she decides to like track down the rightful owner of it and get it back to them. And then cites her on this whole like arc of good doing which I'm like yeah as I talk about the actual plot of this film I'm like maybe this isn't so unrelated to what we're up to today but the reason I thought of it is because there's a point where she's trying to find she's tracked down like the name of the former tenant of her unit and she's like Mm -hmm. well I found three people the same name in the city area I know approximately what age they are I'm just gonna go to each of their homes and see if it's them real safe this also definitely had to have happened before social media because now you'd like have this person track down in 30 seconds um but she goes this very differently exactly (laughs) this ends darkly (laughs) um but yeah she like knocks at one apartment and it's this like a young man who's like oh who's this like cute lady who's come to my door and he's like what's up sweet cheeks (laughs) and she realizes that it's not the person she's looking for but she's also like deeply uncomfortable just with strangers so she's like oh how do I get this guy to immediately turn his interest off of talking to me and she's like um I am getting people to sign a petition for the canonization of Lady Di and he's like "Ooh, (laughs) okay and closes the door um it is a very good film it's very sweet it's very wholesome but also like kind of weird and quirky it holds up it holds up would recommend watching it if you haven't or doing a rewatch because it's just like a nice little wholesome watch i wasn't sure if you were going to be recommending the movie itself or something specific in the movie (laughs) (laughs) and then there was this one cake have that cake yeah but no it's very good good. Would recommend it it's a great movie it's It's so fun it's really cute audrey tattoo is adorable yeah it's really beautifully done Mm mm-hmm yeah, Nick, you uh, you have anything today? I uh, I should have thought of this a long time ago, <laughs> but I have to think about it for a second. Someday we'll learn. Maybe season two will all come prepared with a recommendation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, probably not though. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be real. Um, I can I can make a recommendation, <laughs> and it's a total cop out. So, um, you know the movie Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not recommending the. Um, actually i think this is like a couple weeks in a row at least recording that i've done this train of thought of a musical there is a they made a musical (gasps) oh amelie yeah oh did they they did um and it wasn't super super well received so it didn't have a long stint on broadway but the soundtrack is fun uh, but it was the role that Philippa Sue took after Hamilton. Like, I don't know if she was like, I need to get out of Hamilton. I'm going to do this thing. But it was the role she did after she was done with Hamilton. Uh, context, Philippa Sue uh, played the, or originated the character of Eliza Schuyler, Eliza Hamilton, Alexander's wife. Mm. And she's incredible. She's incredible. Um, but she's very good. So she's the the voice that you hear in the recordings, because obviously there's no music video for it. Or isn't a ton there is, but it's you know bootlegged, um, but it's it's really good and it's it's the music's really cute, it's really it's super cute. Um, I've seen a couple clips from the bootleg as well. If you feel like just you know being bad and watching it, they do a really weird but good job at just capturing the weird quirkiness of the film. Mm. It's very strange, like her childhood goldfish that like comes to life and talks to her. It's really funny, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So Amelie the musical. Amelie the musical. Amelie that is hour. a cop out. <laughs> I recommend, recommend Amelie the soundtrack. <laughs> Which is also very good. It is very good. Yeah. So I will recommend that. But um, my actual recommendation, I'm going to recommend a book uh, called Braiding Sweetgrass. Um, who, the name, oh, uh, Robin K- Kimmerer, I believe. I'm going to look that up and double check. But uh, it's a really, really wonderful book. Robin Wall Kimmerer. Yeah. Yeah, Robin Wall Kilmer. Thank you. Um, but uh, anyways, so it's called Braiding Sweetgrass. Braiding Sweetgrass. It's a really wonderful book. It's um, she is a uh, botanist as well as an indigenous woman, and so the book really beautifully marries the two of those. It mm-hmm. um, talks about you know botany, science behind plants, and things like that. Also, very beautifully ties in indigenous philosophy and indigenous ideas and spirituality and approach to the earth and things like that. 
Um, so it's it's kind of part science, part uh, philosophy, part like indigenous ideas, and it's a re it's just a really well done book, really beautiful. If you like plants at all, I highly recommend. I've it. heard it's good, beautifully. Well. I've seen the book and I've heard good things about it, but I haven't read it yet. So okay, yeah, yeah. love that. She's cool. got like one or two other ones. I think she's got one about moss and one about mushrooms or something. I haven't read those ones yet, but neat. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Very cool. Great. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for the chat. I hope <sighs> Thank this was you. a somewhat coherent episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little all over the place, but I, I had fun. So, Let's Yeah, it was do. a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for putting Great. this together. This was neat. Yeah, absolutely. I We will uh, see you next week. Yeah, if we can quickly plug our social media social stuff. Oh, I and all, guess. Nick loves to skip social our social media. medias. Nicholas, if I could preempt this with, um, did you like today's episode? Do you know of any like really specific saints that you think we should know about too? Because they're fun. You can send us an email at saintedlovepod, right? At gmail.com. Saintedlovepod at gmail.com. And then I think we're also on the Twitter, the mm -hmm. TikTok, the Instagram, also saintedlovepod. Yeah. Um, and we're always on the internet, so send us a message. We're always on the internet. <laughs> like too much. <laughs> it's unhealthy, but it made this happen, so there's that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.